0: Hello, Faith Family Church. We just finished listening to Dan Herbster preach 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. And uh, it was a wonderful exposition. We're so grateful for Dan Herbster and that God brought him here to us. Mm-hmm. So um, what we're going to do is we're just kind of modeling what you would do at home around the table. Uh, we're going to just talk about the sermon, how it was helpful to us. So um, he, Dan preached on 1 John 5, 1 through 5, and entitled it, You Can Have victory. Um, Anything in there that, that caught you, grabbed you, helped you?
1: Yeah, so this was the first time that I've ever listened to Herbster speak for 40 straight minutes without referencing Tolkien. Yes. Lewis or Star Trek. Yes.
0: But actually, I think he was short today. I think he was more like 33 minutes today. 33, so yeah. the other seven minutes, if he'd have went longer.
1: Yeah, it's still it a, would have been a record packed. setting. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was absolutely amazed and shocked. And instead, he did some, some history references. So, yes. you know, the whole uh, victory speech from, from mm-hmm. Winston Churchill, I think it was very appropriate for the text. And it kind of set so, your mind. Let's
0: talk about that. Yeah. So, Basically, you know, he started with Winston Churchill quote and then mm-hmm. he ended with it. Um, so we call that a wraparound story. Right. So he's he's he worked from outside the text to the text. You typically you typically will just start in the text.
1: Right.
0: Sometimes I'll start in the text. Sometimes I'll start from the outside and go to the text. Uh, both of those are both of those are fine. You know, because you're still getting getting right. to the text, but so he introduced this idea of victory from a speech by Winston Churchill. Both of you are a history buffs, so I'm not going to recount this because you know know it a lot better than I do. But he introduced it, and then he he ended it with a Churchill quote as well. So a, a wraparound story, kind of like a right. bow.
1: Yeah, know, exactly, exactly. It and it gets your attention. It gets you kind of thinking, like, oh, where's he going to go with this mm-hmm. with this sermon? And you know, what's so interesting is. His opening comments, he talked about victory in this life and victory in the life to come. Mm. And you have to frame the Christian life under victory, recognizing that we are living in the fall. Mm. And no matter how much we try on our own, we cannot overcome this fall, the Mm. death that comes from it, the curse that we are living in. Therefore, Christ had to do it for us. Mm. And so he unpackaged that and what it looks like to believe the right thing, to believe in the Son of God and then, you know, from that, having faith in him, how can you have victory in this life? And I, I liked how he talked about how there's there's certain moral imperatives that yes. that that mm-hmm. you know, Christians we're called to to be obedient to God and yes. and to you know to to glorify him to love god to love our yes. savior and to love our neighbor neighbors so it's just great but then i, I think additionally the victory is not yet won yet i mean mm. it's won but it's not complete like yes. we're going to a place yes. where there's permanent victory that our yes. savior has 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 prepared for us mm.
0: I like that thought as well. The, uh, the already, yes. like there's no way you should live a defeated life. Right. There's no way you should be in your bed with the lights off, covers over your head, just always, you know, yeah. a negative Nancy or a negative Ned. Like mm-hmm. you, have, you have the victory in Christ right. now. So it's the already, but then it's also the not the yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he did an excellent job of pulling that out. I also thought that all of our um, type A people— our type Aers who love outlines and mm-hmm. stuff. This was really their jam. Yeah. I mean, you had your points, your sub points, your sub points under your sub points. It yeah. was really good.
1: Yeah, it was good because, you know, when you're looking at a text and you're getting ready to teach it, you can outline the text. and you, I mean, you could follow the, the text as it lies, but then you might find yourself repeating. And, and yes. ultimately, as an expositor, we're mm. called to dig deep into that word and, and see what the word of God is, then step up, look at it through the biblical theology lens, mm. and then prepare it for our listeners. We have to prepare a sermon that has logical flow to it, mm. that can kind yes. of grab them and, and get them from, from the beginning to the end. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. So he had, um, he had uh, two points. Oh, when he did the Churchill V, have yeah. you ever seen it? The, there's, there's one where he did it wrong. Churchill, they, they took a picture of him yeah. doing it the wrong way in a newspaper. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, he talked about, he opened up with the Churchill quote, uh, wage war against a monstrous tyranny, um, and without victory there is no survival. And uh, it's so true of the Christian life as yeah. well. Like, yeah. You have to grab onto the victory that's already been accomplished right. f- for you. So he had two points, um, have victory, and then secondly, live victoriously. And, um, oh man, there's just, I'm looking at my notes here, just so much in all of that. Um, I, I really liked the simplicity. Yeah, I know, Her, Her, Herbster's a brilliant dude. You know, mm-hmm. He has an ed degree, he has a law degree, and so he, he can put things, if he wanted to, over people's head or where only giraffes could eat it, as Spurgeon said, and, and not sheep, you know. Right. But this is, First John is a simplistic book, and I, I thought he did the text justice in that he, he really brought the simplicity of the gospel and the simplicity of the text mm-hmm. out, out to us.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to obey the authorial intent, and, and mm-hmm. if John is writing simplistically, then I think if you're going to be exposing it, you should do it simplistically as well. Yes. It makes sense.
0: Yeah. And then uh, toward the end, so the wraparound story with Churchill. All pastors love Churchill. It's kind of like the Spurgeon thing. I don't, I don't, have you noticed?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> it's just interesting. It's great. Yeah. Um, all right. So he, he ended with this Churchill quote. Um, Churchill said, I, "I slept the sleep of the I slept the sleep of the saved and thankful." Mm. I slept the sleep of the saved and thankful. And when you have victory, and you know ultimately who holds your victory, right, it does give you rest.
1: It gives you rest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you're not toiling, um, you know, with guilt and mm. uh, and the fear of of the condemnation from your sin, mm. or trying to cover up your lies, or try to plot or scheme your next move in life. Yes you know, th- there's a sense of, of rest that you have as a believer that is otherworldly. Mm. The world does not have this, this sense of rest that we have, you know, okay. as, as saints in Christ. I found it interesting... Oh, go
0: No, that's good. Go ahead. Uh,
1: you know, I found it interesting as he kind of framed this sermon and he said to have victory and to live victoriously. And I, I don't know about you, but I've talked to a lot of folks that either struggled with their salvation mm-hmm. or struggled um, with evidences of their salvation. And, mm-hmm. and so you know really when it comes down to the assurance of salvation you have to have victory and you right. have to know the object of your faith and so yes. you know we had that chart you know to be born again mm. you must mm. believe in the right things you must believe that Jesus is the Son of God that he has died to pay for your sin debt mm. and you believe that right then you have to have assurances in it I know a lot of folks I've talked to that you know they'll say oh, I've always believed in Jesus
0: <laughs> Right.
1: Okay, well, you can always believe in Jesus from a, you know, intellectual yes. ascent, mm-hmm. and you can, you know, I can believe that that chair is sitting there, but am I really trusting that chair until I sit in it and confident mm-hmm. that it's going to hold my weight up? Yes. Uh, so, so there's a sense in which faith has to actually be placed upon Christ and what he did, not just believing that he is a person that you intellectually believe is the Son of God, but trusting that he truly did die for your yes. sins. Yes, And that's where your assurances come from. yes.
0: So let me pre- present you with um, two uh, sub-subject studies, or okay. you know, all right. So the first one is one of my children uh, has a, a friend um, that that they love. They they go to a, a different church, a, a Church of Christ, which you know typically puts baptism as necessary baptismal for salvation. Yeah, yeah. yeah Baptism and regeneration. So um, this text, I mean, so so simple. Um, but even, even for like one of my children here, what could they pull from these five verses or maybe even the first verse about how to speak to that little child on, on um, I was going to say on Monday, but they're not going to school on Monday because right. it's President's Day and we're going to have a lot of snow here. But on Tuesday, you know, mm-hmm. by the swing set on the playground, um, yeah. how, how can he talk to him and say, look, you, you know. You don't need baptism for salvation.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, if, if we could do any work that could merit salvation, then Christ died needlessly. Mm. And I mean, if, you, if you believe that you being baptized is sufficient to give you regeneration to be born again, then why did Christ have to die? Mm. And you're, you're adding to what he already did. You're adding to, you know, and you, you can't do that. There's nothing you can add to perfection. right. Uh, yes. the, there's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Yes. Christ did it all, and, yes. and that's the object of our faith. So you see that, that verse 1 there, and, yes. and you know, it talks about loving God, and then verse 2 gets into you know, recognizing that Christ is the Son of God. And, and so you, you have to recognize that he mm. did die for you personally to atone for your sins, mm. and place your faith in that not alone. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I liked a little scenario that they had in the American Gospel movie, mm-hmm. and. Yes. Um,
0: it's been going through our church. Yeah,
1: they were kind of contrasting yes. um, what the Roman Catholics believe, which is a very mm. works based, you know, the yes. sacramental system. And, you know, they, they will say that. Uh, that they must do these sacraments in order to have assurance of salvation. And they said that, yes, th- there's a sense in which Christians do work. There's an outflow of obedience in our life where we serve the Lord, but that does nothing to justify us. And so that they, they compared it to fruit versus the root. Yeah. So the root of our salvation is in Christ, in, in Christ's work, in faith in what he did. And then from that tree, then the fruit outgrows from it. Yes. So the first thing, the very first thing is that faith in what Christ yeah. did. Yes.
0: And so, this is so, like, this was a simplistic passage, yeah. but so profound in that if you, you know, read verse, uh, verse one of chapter five, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. Does it not combat all the, the heresies? It does, a, yeah. All, all, the, all the heretical talk. So, that, so, that's the first one. All right, so then the second one would be. Um, Someone who professes Christ, you know, who is a Christian, but always a Debbie Downer, always negative, uh, always living a a defeated Christian life. And, um, you know, they they really think that victory in this life is is not possible. Mm. Um, What would you say to them?
1: I would say what Herbster said, (laughs) Mm. victory for believers, three steps, Mm. feed on God's word. Mm. Feast on God's word.
0: And so people that are often defeated, living defeated lives, 99.9999% of the time aren't doing that.
1: Yeah, they probably don't have a disciplined study of God's word in a dedicated time of of coming to him to feed on his word and, and, you know, in prayer. And the second thing he said was to confess your sin.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. You know, if you're living in disobedience, and you're you're living a duplicitous life, and and you're living in unrepentant sin, that's mm. going to sever. Your relationship with God, and you're always Mm. going to feel defeated. You have to confess your sin to him, repent of it, and follow him in obedience. And before you know it, all that kind of baggage that you feel that's weighing you Mm. down will be lifted off your shoulders.
0: Mm. That's good.
1: There's joy in that. There there really is. And and there is victory that can be had. I'm living proof of it. Yes. (laughs) And the thing about it is um, we're not talking perfectionism. You know, we're, we're not talking a sense in which we will absolutely become perfect in our sanctification. I mean, certainly that's the goal. We're going to sin. You know, like I pray every morning. I'm like, Lord, just, just help me to glorify you today. Mm. You know, help me to live, a, a, you know, a, a sin-free life. And I kid you not, I'll make it about two minutes out of my subdivision. Somebody, <laughs> somebody will cut me off and I'll be thinking thoughts in my head. I'm like, thank you, Lord, for that opportunity to repent of my sin. <laughs> yes, yes. We're, we're not going to be perfect. yes. Uh, But we have to continue to confess our sins and to recognize when when we're being disobedient. And the third one is is gather with the saints. Mm. There's so much to be said about the fellowship of the body of Christ. There's a reason that Christ formed the church to help edify us and and to strengthen us.
0: Yes. So isolation could most definitely lead to a defeated life. Yeah. There's no
1: such thing as a hermit Christian. Mm. There really isn't. Yeah. That's good. Yep.
0: Um, one of the things Herbster said, and we'll, we'll end with this, but uh, victory looks like um, everyday, ordinary faithfulness. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah, it absolutely is. Well, church family, uh, we love you. We hope this little uh, talk was helpful to you. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday when we jump back in the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 9. See you then.
1: Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.